Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. You're listening to the Kona Edge. It's brilliant to have you with us. Thanks for, for joining me today. My name's Brad Brown. Don't forget, if you are enjoying the podcast and uh, you wouldn't mind leaving us a review uh, or a rating on iTunes, it just really helps us spread the message of uh, this podcast and what we're trying to uh, achieve with it. Uh, I'd appreciate that hugely. It'll take a couple of minutes and uh, really help us grow. Well, it's uh, time to head back to Canada now and uh, touch base with someone we've chatted to before. And it's a great pleasure to welcome uh, Benjamin Rudson back onto uh, the podcast. Uh, ben, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for joining us once again. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Glad I made the first cut. <laughs> yeah, we we still got some some way to go, so let, let's let's uh, try and keep it going. <laughs> let's let's talk about your swim. And and uh, sounds la- good to me. The, the last time we spoke, you, you were talking about the temperatures in Canada. I can't wrap my head around uh, having to get into water when it's below zero. But uh, that obviously comes with its own set of challenges. You're obviously not <laughs> swimming outdoors at that time of the year. But uh, let, let's talk about your swim a bit. Is it something that's come pretty naturally to you? Um, you know, yes and no, uh, as I alluded to kind of in the first edition here, uh, you know, swimming, when I first started triathlon, you know, I was swimming one length at a time and gasping for air and, you know, I can't even imagine what it looked like. It must just looking atrocious. So, uh, it's been, it's been a fun journey. You know, it's been frustrating. It's challenging. I'm sure as any kind of adult onset swimmer can appreciate but I've made a lot of progress. Um, hopefully, you can share some good tips and tricks with uh, your listeners. Yeah, please do. What, what are some of the things you've you've done that you think over your triathlon career has really given you the edge? So I think, you know, the real, if you want to take a high approach to this, I think the big thing is being able to have an introspective approach to how you train. You know, it's human nature for us to focus on the things we're good at. You know, if you breathe to one side, you're going to go on and go to the pool and breathe to one side. You know, it's uncomfortable it's challenging to start breathing to two sides for example um, but doing things like this and kind of an a- analyzing your body and understanding your swimming mechanics and working on things that are challenging and push your comfort zone i think is critical if you want to see any measured improvement you also said in our first chat that you you almost became a student of it you you would swim and struggle in the pool and you'd go home and watch youtube videos and try and figure out what you're doing and the next day try and emulate that that's been a big part of what you've done in the water is is just constantly trying to improve and figure out what you're doing wrong what you're doing right and do more of what you're doing right and try and do less of what you're doing wrong is that is that a, a fair assessment of of what you've done yeah definitely you know there's always something i'm working on um you know, beginning, obviously, it was some bigger picture stuff and just how all the mechanics of swimming work. You know, even today, I'm still working on body roll and body mechanics, understanding how my body flows through water. And I think it's so critical to always be evaluating that. And, you know, I was able to get myself from, you know, the doggy paddle one length to where I am today. And that's entirely because I was able to identify my faults and work with other people and work with YouTube <laughs> and all the great <laughs> online resources out there to really develop it. You've you've gotten a lot better. I mean, you mentioned that first triathlon you did. I think you you averaged two hundred uh, to two minutes per hundred. I think you said your your yep. swim time in Kona was just over sixty minutes. So uh, I mean, obviously the the threshold if you can get under sixty minutes, you you ride up there. I mean that that's considered a very good swim. You've you've made some big gains in the water. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's you know it's been a nice uh, rapid ascent. It's been kind of fun. I've gone from my the group I swim with. I've gone from you know the very slowest lane to one of the more faster lanes now. So it's been fun to kind of, you know, every couple of months hop up a lane and kind of have a continued improvement. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a fun journey. And I think, 
you know, I've been a unique experience where, you know, having not really swam formally as a child and only starting swimming when I'm 19, 20 years old, you know, it's a huge, steep learning curve and it can be very intimidating and challenging. But, you know, I think it's definitely doable. Mm, absolutely. Benjamin, what do you love doing in the pool? What, what, are your, what are some of your favorite workouts? Some of my favorite workouts uh, would definitely be some threshold uh, hundreds. I'm a big fan. I think a lot of us, um, you know, in long course racing, you know, across all three disciplines tend to focus more on long steady state workouts. You know, a lot of, you know, long, you know, multi minute, multi hour sessions that really kind of just, you know, maybe aren't that high level intensity, but they just kind of wear you out slowly, but surely. And I think, you know, we're drawn to that because that is what our racing is, you know, at a high level. But I think it's really important to not neglect the uh, shorter aspects and some of the high-end speed and how that how valuable that can be to your workouts, uh, be it swimming, biking, or running. Absolutely. Uh, looking at things you're struggling with right now, you mentioned roll and, and that. What are some of the things you're working on at the moment in, in your swim? Yeah, so this summer uh, I made a lot of improvements on my body positioning in the water. I'm hoping to share some drills with you guys uh, in a bit here that have really kind of helped me bridge that barrier. barrier. Uh, but currently I'm still having some hard times with my catch and pull. Uh, I think that's something I'm continually working on. Hopefully going to get some video session when I'm down here in Florida to uh, start to analyze that and further break down my stroke. But I think, you know, I'm always looking to improve stuff. You know, I think many travelers can relate. My kick sucks. You know, I still have some issues with body balance and body control in the water. So, you know, as frustrating as it can be to have all these things to work on, I'm really fortunate because, you know, I've been able to put up some pretty solid times that I'm pretty happy with. And I think there's still a ton of room for improvement to uh, keep working going forward. Talk to me about some of those drills that, that you, you do. Yeah. So um, when I was swimming out this summer, you know, I was kind of swimming along and I was at a bit of a plateau and I wasn't a great swimmer. And I kind of almost embraced the fact, you know, I was like, okay, this is my my limit, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of adult onset swimmers tend to think there's like a arbitrary threshold you get to, and then you're, you know, you're done. There's nothing you can do to get past that. And I was kind of a little bit defeated, a little bit tired. You know, I hadn't improved much over a couple of months and I was really frustrated. And then, you know, I was just swimming at the pool one day and I guess the master's coach was on deck, you know, just from the workout next or something. I was again like, out of the pool for them to go in, you know, he kind of mentioned, he's like, Hey, you know, I'm not sure if you want feedback, but you know, your body positioning could use a lot of work. And I was like, Oh really? Like, you know, something that, you know, you don't really think of, you know, you're con- you really think of, especially in triathlon, you know, stuff, what happening above the water, your hands, you know, your, how hard you're pulling all that, but you don't really focus on how your body actually rolls and your body mechanics in the water. So he's kind of like, yeah, like, you know, you're, you're losing all your speed when you breathe, you know, your body rolls unsymmetric, you know, yada, yada. And I was kind of drinking it all in and uh, really appreciative of it. So, you know, I started looking into it and understanding how to do body rolls. So what I was doing is I kind of devised a couple of drills where, you know, really the very simplistic drills, you know, just going down the pool on one side and just balancing. And I didn't really appreciate how poor my balance was in a pool. You know, my first couple of times doing it, like, geez, I could not do it without dropping my hand, without my, you know, neck craning up and, you know, all this. But now, you know, I can do it pretty effortlessly. So I think a big thing for me was that I think I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate is that, you know, when you're swimming, you don't really appreciate the balance. You know, we we're constantly flailing our arms and legs that we develop some um, things to compensate for poor balance and poor body control in the water. But being able to hammer out that body control will just allow you to have even more propulsion in the water. Absolutely. Well, Benjamin, that's some great advice. Uh, thanks for your time today on the Cones. Look forward to getting you on to chat a little bit about your bike next time out. 
Sounds great. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. If you want to improve your swim, be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar. Get to the KonaEdge.com slash swim seminar to sign up now.